This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. You're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Here's your host, Brent McMillan. It's the September 10th edition of the Cardinals Insider Podcast. My name is Brett McMillan. Glad that you could join us here from our fourth level studios atop Bush Stadium inside the writer's press box. And today we have a topic that is a little bit sobering, but also one that I think you will... Um, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but be glad that you were able to hear. Our, our guest today, or our featured presentation, I should say, is an inside access interview between Stan McNeil and Chris Duncan. This was done in 2016. You're going to hear Stan, who works for Cardinals Magazine as their senior writer, talk about how the magazine is doing a 10-year reunion edition for the 2006 Cardinals that brought Duncan uh, into the ballpark for that particular event, and that's when they recorded the interview. So the, the conversation goes from that 06 team. It also talks about just Duncan's career in the larger sense, and it's just good to hear his voice. Obviously, uh, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you, you know that Chris Duncan sadly passed away at 38 years of age this past weekend due to a battle with brain cancer, and uh, we miss him very much. He was a, a valued part of Cardinal Nation for so many years as a player and just a, a jovial voice and a guy that I think a lot of people have very warm memories of. And, of course, he did some radio work here in St. Louis for several years after he was done playing and was tremendously successful at that and tremendously entertaining in that arena as well. There have been tributes all over the place the last couple of days, and the thing that just jumps out to me is nobody has a bad thing to say about Chris Duncan. And typically in this situation, even if people do maybe have things that aren't so flattering to say, they keep it to themselves, but just the warmth of the memories and reflections that you're hearing are just of such a richness and a depth that you can tell nobody really has an ill thought about the man. And it is certainly a sad situation, but wanted to honor his legacy today by having this interview from 2016 be a part of the program. It was good for me to hear it. Uh, he made me smile, Chris Duncan did, as he often uh, did when he was playing and even on the radio after his playing career was done. So I hope that he can bring a smile to your face and help you have some fine recollections of his time here in a Cardinal uniform. With all that being said, let's get right to it. It's Stan McNeil and Chris Duncan, an inside access from the year 2016. You're hearing it now on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Chris, I noticed that you hit the last home run in Old Bush. We're called up in May in 06. In your first game, you hit a two-run homer. I mean, what do you remember 
about that home run, that, that first first uh, call up in 06? Well, first of all, I remember being in AAA, and I knew that the Cardinals were going to play Kansas City, and it was an interleague play series, and I was thinking about the DH, so I thought in my mind maybe there's a chance that I go up. And uh, sure enough, at that at that certain time, uh, Schaefer, Danny Schaefer, used to play for the Cardinals, was the AAA manager, called me in the office, says, you're going up, you're going to be the DH in the interleague series, and you're probably going to come back down. So I went up there, and I just tried to Try to stay focused, try to stay locked in, and just wanted to do whatever I could to help the team win. So I just kind of prepared in that, in that way. And you got a home run that I first did. game. I mean, is that uh, how much of a confidence boost, or is that a relief, or a thrill? What do you, how do you describe that? I just remember feeling adrenaline, like a different type of adrenaline, competing at the big league level, all the fans, being in Kansas City. The, the, uh, you know, I felt the intensity, you know, the, you know, the series between Kansas City and St. Louis you know, really close to each other. And I went out there and I just felt extra energy. I just felt this extra intense feeling. And uh, Ellerton, I faced Scott Ellerton, hung a breaking ball. He left it up in the zone and I hit it. I hit it as hard as I could, hit it to center field. And it's funny too, I let it get deep and I back-legged it and I hit it really hard and I almost rolled my ankle. It was kind of funny if you look back at the <laughs> swing, it's like, how did I not break my ankle in that swing? But I remember the at-bat and it was, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It was big for me to come up and right away have some sort of impact. It made me feel really good. And you went on that season to finish with uh, 22 home runs. So, uh, I mean, do you remember each of them? I mean, or how well do you remember I them? do, I do. I remember going back down. They said, you got to learn to play outfield. They, they, I was like, well, they must have liked some of my at-bats. And I was down in Memphis for a little bit playing left field. But when I came back, uh, my opportunities just kept coming a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And uh, I appreciated every one of them. Tony gave me a chance to go up there and play. And uh, I was able to hit some home runs and stick around for a little bit. You know, and that, that team goes into the playoffs uh, not playing at its best. Or, you know, I mean, it kind of struggled some towards the end. And you get, you get hot right, right at the right time. I mean, what do you think uh, clicked for you guys then? It was tough. I remember a lot of injuries. Edmonds was hurt at times. Eckstein was dealing with different stuff. Scott Rowland had a banged up shoulder. So I think that whole team went through a lot the years before, and they were dealing with different injuries, and there were some plug-ins. You know, J-Rod came up from AAA. I got an opportunity. Tyler Johnson and Josh Kenny, some young players were filling in. It just seemed like we started to get healthy towards the end. And we were just fighting to find a way to get into the playoffs. And we knew if we got into the playoffs, it was going to be a different team, that we were going to have a healthier team. And uh, just the, the health alone might give us a shot to actually win it. I know that uh, the NLCS was kind of a classic seven-game series. I mean, when you think back on that postseason, what kind of comes to mind, to your mind, first? You know, I think that I think playing the Mets in the NLCS was harder than playing in the World Series. And I think it was a completely different crowd. And I'll never forget the type of crowd noise that, uh, that I felt in Shea Stadium. I remember my first at-bat, I stepped in there. I was batting second, got the two strikes. The whole stands were on their feet. And they were cheering, and they wanted me to strike out. It was intense. And I was facing, uh, facing excuse me, uh, Maine, the pitcher Maine. He was good at the time, and he was throwing really hard. I think I ended up striking out. But I just remember the stadium. It was an old stadium, Shea Stadium. You could feel it shaking. And I remember talking to Edmonds. I said, man, this is intense. He says, put your hat down low, ignore the crowd, and try to stay focused. And that's all I tried to do. But I just remember the intensity of that series was, was much more than the World Series against Detroit. So where were you or what were you thinking when uh, Wayne Wright struck out Beltron with that curveball, froze him with that curveball hey, to end it? Going to the World Series. That's what I was thinking. Tony pulled me out of the game for defensive reasons. I was in the dugout. 
and just uh, just the feeling in your gut watching that game was insane. You know, Scott Rowland hitting the ball that was going over the fence. Chavez robs him. You know, Yachty's big home run. Just the, all the different moments in that game were so intense. And then Wainwright coming out there as a young pitcher, rookie at the time, for him to come up with a big pitch like that, 3-2 curveball, and uh, strike out a hitter as good as Beltron. It was, it was a special moment I'll never forget. And how about when you, you guys win the World Series? The World Series is over. You guys are world champions. Can you talk about that feeling? It's hard to. It was a, a special feeling, something that I'll never feel again the rest of my life. But just how hard you work to get there, everything you went through during the course of the season, the, the fight, the battle. I, th I thought about my minor league career, the seven years, all the hard work, all the, all the different skills I learned from guys like George Kissel and, and Ricketts and just the staff that they had in the minor leagues. It was all for that moment. It was all for that one moment of, of being a champion. And it, it made it all worthwhile. And it was just a special feeling. You got to feel with the teammates. And my brother was there and my dad. Being on the same team with my dad and experiencing something like that, it was special. And I don't, it's, it's very difficult to explain what it actually felt like. It was one of the most memorable things that will ever happen to me. And how long does that kind of feeling of excitement last after you win that? I mean, is it going for <laughs> 10 years? It's a week? still going. It's still going. <laughs> It went for a long time. It's something that's, that was my goal ever since I was a kid, get to the big leagues, win a World Series. And to be able to have that happen at 25 years old was something that was special. I was a rookie. Some people never get a chance to play in the World Series, let alone win one. So for me to get there, my whole mindset was do whatever it takes to help this team win and, and don't mess this thing up. You know, and I had some ups and downs in the outfield, but I just tried to take a, a competitive at bat every time I stepped in there and do whatever I could to help these guys out. And uh, we had a great team, a lot of good players. Chris Carpenter, Edmonds, all these guys, Scott oh, Rowland. They're the, they're the heroes of that whole series. A lot of veterans on that Very team. special moment. Yeah. And uh, I know that uh, listeners in uh, St. Louis uh, who listen to you on the radio, one to three weekday afternoons, they often hear about some of the escapades <laughs> and exploits uh, from your career. I mean, when you were playing, did you ever picture yourself being as successful a talk show host as you are now? No, not at all. Not at all. I never thought about what I was going to do when I was done playing. I always focused on making it to the big leagues, do whatever it takes. Once you get to the big leagues, be successful. I, was, uh, I never had a backup plan. I wasn't like, okay, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to you know, jump into radio or I'm going to be a coach. I was just single-minded. And then once I was done, I was like, holy smokes, you know, what's, what am I going to do? And uh, a guy at the time, Jason Barrett, worked for the station, wanted me to just come in and do some 15-minute hits and just talk about baseball. And I talked about it with my, uh, my wife, Amy, and my mom. They said, go for it. So I just I, I tacked that just like I did baseball, 100% into the radio, and I was going to do whatever it took to, to, to find uh, some success in that. Were you surprised that it came as easy for you as it, it seemed didn't. to? It didn't come easy. <laughs> That's the thing. It didn't come easy. And a lot of people were surprised that I did it. But I buried myself in it, and I went 100% right at it. And I tried to be as good as I can. And uh, fortunately, I work with a bunch of great people. Haas, Chris Newpert, the, the uh, program director is awesome, and my partner Anthony Stalter, and the producer Dan Betlock. Everyone is just, it, the environment over there is almost like the same environment you get in a locker room. Not as many people, but that's kind of what I wanted. That's what I was searching for. So I really, I was attached to that. And it was a lot of fun just being at that studio around all those guys. Chris, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it. I hope that was something that warms your heart a little bit, just the way that it did mine. As I searched through our video archives and I found that, I thought, man, just what a, a perfect thing and a perfect way 
to think back on the life of Chris Duncan is just to hear in Chris Duncan's own voice some of his memories of playing here for the St. Louis Cardinals and also his radio career, which unfolded after he was done playing. And as I mentioned at the top, I mean, he was just uh, tremendously, tremendously entertaining. In fact, uh, I had a little bit of overlap with Duncan when I was just a young guy uh, in school, right out of school, was doing some work for the station that he was at, and he was such a gentleman. I didn't know him well. I didn't interact with him a lot, but the few times that I did, he was just a guy that really just made you kind of belly laugh when you were in the room. I mean, you you couldn't have a frown on your face if Chris Duncan was around and was such a gentleman, and you really wouldn't know that he had ever played Major League Baseball unless you knew. I mean, he just had such a humble uh, approach and spirit about him, and you really appreciate guys like that who realize that it's a blessing and a privilege to play the game and that you're an ambassador for a lot more than yourself when you play the game. Certainly, Chris, having grown up around Major League Baseball parks with his dad, Dave Duncan, who was the pitching coach here for many years, he certainly understood that fact that he was representing the city and a region, really, when he stepped out onto the field. And and I think Chris had a unique understanding of what it meant to be a St. Louis Cardinal because of the role that his dad played in this organization for years and years, even before Chris was drafted here in 1999 and eventually debuting in the mid-2000s. So I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope it brought a smile to your face to hear from Chris Duncan on the Insider Podcast. We're almost out of time for this episode, but want to remind you that College Night at the Ballpark, presented by WGU Missouri, returns to Bush Stadium on Monday, September 16th. And for just $20, fans will get a ticket to the game and a long-sleeve Cardinals flannel shirt. Get your College Night theme tickets at cardinals.com slash theme. Red, white, and black flannel, and it's got the STL logo on the left side of the chest as well. That's a neat-looking item. And another neat-looking item comes to us when we celebrate halfway to St. Patrick's Day at Bush Stadium. That's when the Cardinals host the Nationals Tuesday, September 17th. And with the purchase of a special theme ticket, you can take home a green Irish cards jersey. Get your tickets today at cardinals.com slash theme. It is a green background. It's got a circle on the left side of the chest with a three-leaf clover, and it says St. Louis Cardinals encircled around it. It's a really neat item, kind of a compliment to those green hats they wear in spring training when they play on St. Patrick's Day. So you'll want to be sure to check out both of those. Again, Monday, September 16th, College Night 3, halfway to St. Patrick's Day, Tuesday, September 17th. Either way, you can get your tickets at cardinals.com slash theme. The email is always open to you. It is podcast with an S at cardinals.com. Reviews, ratings, subscriptions, always appreciated they help boast the visibility of or boost rather the visibility of the program and we appreciate that because this is one of uh, my personal favorite things we get to do is bring you this content in this format i hear from some of you all and know that you enjoy that too so a positive rating a review a subscription really goes a lot longer than you might think to the longevity and health of making sure this type of content can be a part of your daily diet of what you consume as it relates to Cardinals baseball. More and more, it's looking like we're headed toward playoff baseball. In the first two seasons of this program, we have not had the chance to do playoff-related content. 
We will do episodes throughout the uh, the postseason as long as the Cardinals are in it. So I'm hoping that we get that chance. And I got to say, they've been playing pretty well. I'm feeling good about that, but we'll see. As I sit here, the magic number is 16. How fitting, considering Chris Duncan, the subject of today's show, also wore number 16. For everybody involved with the program today, my name is Brett McMillan. I hope that you have enjoyed it. I will talk to you next Tuesday here on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.